Welcome to the Field Talk Podcast from the Linder Farm Network. I'm your host today, Dan Lemke. For more than 40 years, the Northern Crops Institute has served as a resource to make connections and help grow demand for crops grown in Minnesota, North and South Dakota, as well as Montana. NCI is located on the campus of North Dakota State University in Fargo, but the organization has a global reach. Joining us for this week's podcast is NCI Executive Director Mark Jerick. So the mission of the Northern Crops Institute is to grow markets for crops grown in Minnesota, Montana, North Dakota, and South Dakota. Um, and that's we do that uh, two primary ways. Part of that is through market education and promotion. Um, we do that through short courses, handbooks, webinars, um, basically any way we can get information in the hands of, of buyers and, and users of crops grown in this region. The second way is technical services, where we, we uh, have a wide range of pilot scale processing equipment. So we've got companies that range from entrepreneurs up to some of the largest companies in the world that come to us, um, helping, helping them develop products using crops grown in this region. So what kind of crops are you all working with? Uh, pretty much the gamut of anything that's grown in those states? You know, it, it runs the full range. Um, we did a survey back in the fall of 2020, um, really trying to figure out the value that we bring. Um, so when you start looking at the education, um, one of the questions asked was as a result of, the, of, and this is from an education standpoint, some short courses and, and, uh, and other educational programs, um, as a result of your experience with NCI, how much have your utilization of crops increased? Um, soybeans on average was 34%, corn was 18%, um, spring wheat 17%, winter wheat 17%, pulse crops um, 16%, Durham 12%, and, and all others 4%. Um, so I think, uh, I think when you look back 40 years ago when NCI was founded, this, right, especially this part of the country um, around Fargo was known for its wheat and barley. Um, but obviously that has changed a lot, and, and NCI has had to change with it. What kind of uh, range of, uh, of utilization are you talking It It runs the full range. Um, so within, uh, within NCI's what we call our main building um, on the campus of NDSU, we've got a lot of our food processing equipment. So we've got everything from a pasta lab to an extrusion lab, um, soy food equipment, um, a baking lab, um, basically anything you'd, almost anything you'd want to do from a food development standpoint. Um, but then we also run the feed mill on the campus of NDSU. And it's, it's different than most university feed mills because it was designed to be an educational feed mill. Um, so we've, we've hosted teams from around the world um, really helping them try to understand the value of the feed, uh, the feedstuffs that we grow in this region. So um, everything from, from the soybean meal, full-fat soybean meal, to, to corn and, uh, and anything else you can feed. Folks obviously know they can buy the products, can get the products from the U.S., but it's extremely helpful if they know, how can I best use this? How do I you know, better utilize this in what I'm doing? So that's one of the roles that you fill. Exactly. So... Then we, we do cover the full range from, from the use. Um, so if you tar- start talking soybeans, um, several years ago we started a course called InSoy, um, and that, that covers basically any way that you would want to use a soybean. It's a week-long course, um, starts in Minneapolis, comes up to Fargo, heads down to Brookings, South Dakota, um, and then over to Mankato. And we talk to, to suppliers, food, food ingredient manufacturers, um, but it, it really gives people a deep dive into how to use soybeans or soybean products um, in, in any food or feed application that, that almost that they'd want to use. Um, and that includes, 
interacting with, again, right, some of the startups that are doing really innovative things with soybeans to so some of the largest companies that have been out there um, using those ingredients in different products. And, and we've, had, we've had everyone from private companies um, in the developing world to, to government agencies trying to figure out how do they get nutrition in the diets of, of, uh, of their school kids and, and, and their population. So you've reached folks from a, a number of different countries. I know I've had the, the opportunity to be up there a couple times during trainings, and, and this isn't just nearby neighbors. This is global. This is very much a global reach. Um, so so we are we're either hosting teams. Um, the, the last few years have been a little different, um, but prior to the pandemic, we, we uh, boy, I, I, I wish I could tell you how many countries we've reached. I don't think we've hit every country in the globe. Um, but we're coming pretty close, um, and it is it is about how do we how do we grow markets. Um, so a lot of that is looking ahead and trying to figure out where where do we have niches, um, and and part of that's looking at at different market trends in different countries and trying to figure out where we fit in. Um, part of that is trying to figure out where right where where is that natural flow of of products from the U.S. Um, to, to to other locations around the world. You, you do have some trainings. Uh, I see some signups on your website and things like that. What are some of the things that are uh, you, you're planning for it and uh, working on at this point? So, from a short course perspective, we next week we're hosting our uh, our our pasta pasta production course. Um, it's probably one of our longest running courses, um, and we've got uh, primarily domestic participants signed up. And again, part of this is looking at. Um, current trends in pasta production and, and really doing a deep dive into, into how to produce a good pasta product. Um, when you go to the grocery store today, um, I think one of the, one of the hot topics um, when we start talking about what's going on in the food world is the, those pasta shelves are relatively bare um, and trying to figure out how do we make sure, right, especially with, with what happened with Durham this last year, how do we make sure that, we, that, that these companies know um, how, how to produce a high-quality product um, using the ingredients that are at hand um, and, and how do we make sure that we continue to expand the markets for crops grown here, but also getting the consumer what they want and what they need. From there, we move into, we, we've got a number of, uh, because part of our mission is to help industry. So we do have um, our food and our, our food safety, um, PCQI training, um, and, and we also have a, a animal food safety training. Um, coming up in May as well, and then and then we're looking forward to having some of our international teams come in. So, one of our longest running courses is our procurement course. We're actually doing a special one for uh, for our partners at US Wheat, um, working with uh, working with folks from Mexico and Latin America on the Caribbean, teaching them how to buy grain, um, risk management, um, procurement, and and that's going to be everything from from actually trading futures. So, so NDSU has got a wonderful commodity trading room. Um, the technology that these participants will have at their fingertips is is as good as anything anything any of the major grain tra- trading companies would have. Um, so, so they'll actually have the opportunity to go in and and use that technology um, to visiting with with the railroad companies and and hopefully getting on some vessels in Duluth and and right seeing how that grain is loaded out in our ports. So it's it's a, it's a pretty comprehensive. When we do our trainings, we try to make sure that. As comprehensive as possible. And have you seen this, uh, you know, activity? Kind of this approach is, you know, does help to build you know, preference, if you will, for you know, northern grown crops, such as you're promoting. You know, we really have. Um, and again, I'll go back to the survey that we did. 
we did it in the fall of 2020, and and I really wanted to see the impact that we had um, after the fact, because in the end, part of our role is how do we change behaviors? Uh, that, to me, is the best me measure of success. So we looked at those people that attended our courses in 2018 and 2019, um, and, and one of the questions was, um, right, do they have greater confidence in U.S. supply chain as a result of what they learned in our courses? 95% said yes. 99% had a better understanding of U.S. crop quality as a result of what they learned in our courses. And 51% actually increased the volume purchase of U.S. commodities as a result of what they learned. I understand, too, that um, is there some expansion in the works for the NCI here in the coming years? You know, there is a, there's a lot of exciting things happening at NCI. Um, we celebrated our 40th anniversary last year. Um, and, and with the pandemic, we, we had a lot of changes that, that, that had to take place. Um, going from predominantly in-person to moving courses online, but also uh, developing a whole bunch of webinar series has really changed the game for us. Um, so, so from an actual program standpoint, we've had a lot of expansion. Um, but, but I imagine you're alluding to uh, the biggest change that's around the corner. Um, we're involved in what, uh, what will be the largest academic building project on the campus of NDSU in history, um, the building of the Peltier Complex. Um, so as NCI, we are a four-state entity, and, and we're proud of the work that we do with our partner states. But we are located on the campus of NDSU, um, and, and thanks to, to a lot of foresight um, of our government officials and, and partnership with our partners here, um, we're engaged in, in uh, working with NDSU to move to a new location called the Peltier Complex. And that complex will house, in addition to NCI, NDSU's uh, Cereal and Food Science, their, their, uh, their Meat Science Program, USDA's lab, and their Ag and Biosystems Engineering uh, Food and bio, Bioprocessing Labs. So just a, just a fantastic place to do collaboration um, and, and really to grow the work that we're already doing. It certainly sounds like an exciting time, and especially as you're, you know, hopefully getting back to some in-person types of trainings as the world is hopefully opening back up again. A, a lot of a lot of positive things happening with NCI. You know, there really is, um, and and you know, there while a lot of our programs are are focused on end users, um, there, there's actually programs out there that that uh, anyone can access. So so we've got ongoing webinar series. We've got one called NCI Market Update. Um, we focus the middle of the month on, on supply and demand estimates. So tomorrow morning, we've got, uh, we've got Mike Kruger talking about the latest uh, WASDE report and what, that, uh, what the markets are doing and thinking. Um, the first Wednesday of every month, we've got uh, market update special editions. So in the uh, first week in April, we had Daryl Richardson, um, the director of the North Dakota Egg Weather Network, talking about global weather forecasts for the next six months, um, which is obviously pretty key for the growing season. Um, first week in May, we've got Dave Bullock, who's a professor at NDSU, um, did a very innovative study on, on gene editing and the impact that might have on, on crop development in this region. We've got one uh, webinar called Cereal Innovators, um, looking at people that are doing innovative things with cereal grains, and one called The Future of Feeding, where we're looking at things in the livestock industry and, and how, that's, how that's impacting our region as well. And that's looking globally. We've covered everything from from uh, dairy and to, to aquaculture. So, and those are all available on our website, www.northern-crops.com. I was just going to ask how interested folks might be able to uh, 
register or at least participate in some of those webinars. So I appreciate you uh, throwing that in there. And, and I understand also too, the, you know, NCI itself is, is governed by a board of directors that has a definitely a strong ag component to it. Correct. We are. So we are governed by the Northern crops council. Um, and that council is made up of, of farm group leaders, um, business leaders and, and government leaders from the four state region. Um, they govern what we do. So on a, Three times a year, they they meet and uh, and and we give them updates and and they set our direction for the for the coming months and years. Awesome. Anything else you want to add, Mark? Or does that pretty much catch it? I don't want to overlook something that we need to chat about. You know, I, I would say the one area um, our technical services. I think a lot of people think about our our education component and the work that we do in developing markets, um, teaching overseas buyers how to use and how to buy. Um, I think oftentimes we don't necessarily uh, trumpet what we can do from a technical service standpoint. So if there's if there's food companies or entrepreneurs out there, um, come and visit with us. I mean, there are we we've got a lot of pilot equipment. We've got a lot of contacts in the food industry and the feed industry, um, and and happy to have those conversations. It is it is a fee based system, um, but in the end, when you look at and again I go back to the survey we did. On average, the companies that we're working with, um, 2018-19, ended up increasing their investment in the region by over 16%. Um, and we know part of that is, is small-scale processing, but we also know that we've got people that built multi-million dollar plants as a result of the work that was done here. So that's uh, it's often not seen by the public because a lot of that work is confidential, but I would say that that has as much of an impact as, as our education does. Thanks for listening. Check out our other podcasts at linderfarmnetwork.com and tune into your local LFN affiliate for farm news as well as the latest in markets and analysis.